Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. The Bible is clear. Millions of people, specifically Christians, will suddenly disappear from this planet in an immediate flash of events and be raptured straight into heaven itself by the Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, most of our world not only ignores this profound biblical truth, but sadly, even those who profess to be Christians today act like this event is not real or that it could happen anytime soon. Author and pastor Billy Crone is here to lay out what the Bible says about the rapture of the church and ask the question, are you ready for the rapture? My guest today is Pastor Billy Crone, the senior pastor of Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, and the founder of Get a Life Ministries. The motto for Get a Life Ministries is reaching the world for Jesus one piece of media at a time. And over the past couple of years, Pastor Billy has done just that by releasing dozens of books and DVDs over topics such as Christian living, spiritual warfare, and of course, Bible prophecy. Today we're going to talk about his latest Bible prophecy DVD set titled, Are You Ready for the Rapture? Pastor Billy, welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall. Thank you, Pastor James. It's always great to be on. Well, let's talk about Are You Ready for the Rapture? This DVD set contains over 18 hours of Bible teaching. It's tremendous. Now, you said that this was a study where the rubber meets the road. What did you mean by that? Oftentimes, people you know, deal with the issue of the rapture or whatever, but frankly, some of the feedback you get is like reading a science textbook or whatever. So like, you know, I, I don't know these big, giant theological terms. And, and so a lot of it is to take the deep truths of the Scripture, certainly concerning the rapture, but to break it down, break it down into common sense language, true to the Scripture, so that the average Joe can get it. And it really has a twofold thread. You know, the title is delivered for a purpose, Are You Ready for the Rapture? It's not just every study that we finish, it's not just a challenge to the non-Christian, which we do, because, again, that's something that a non-Christian needs to ask themselves. Are you ready? Because the rapture is real. It's really going to happen. It's imminent. It can happen today. We don't know when. Only God knows when. So you need to be ready. Because if you are left behind after the rapture, because you refuse to get saved through Jesus, then you're going to be thrust into what's called the seven-year tribulation. God's wrath will be poured out for seven years nonstop, basically hell on earth. This is not a game. But we don't just challenge the non-Christians. That's what's typical with some of these studies, too. But we challenge the Christian, and I've just learned this over the years of being a pastor. You know, how many Christians, you go, oh, yeah, I believe in the rapture. I know the rapture, the rapture, the rapture. But are you, Christian, ready for the rapture? Mm -hmm. And what I mean is this. We're not saved by our works. We're saved by God's grace through faith, not a works lest anyone should boast. But the point is this. When the rapture happens, Christian, what will Jesus find you be doing? Right? And if that question right now made you uncomfortable, that means you're off track. Now, we're not going to heaven. We're not going into the rapture, which the destination is the same place, heaven, by our works. But the reality is this. If you love him and you're grateful for all that he's done, including providing a way of escape from the seven-year tribulation, let alone hell itself, then don't you want to be found faithful? I mean, think about it. Right now, if the rapture would happen today, and it could, What's your current state with Jesus Christ? How's your walk? Are you busy witnessing to other people, or are you living for this wicked world system? Are you living a holy life, being a positive advertisement for Jesus, as he says, be ye holy as I am holy, so that people can 
realize that he's holy, we're not, and we need a Savior? They learn that by how you treat sin. Or are you basically loving the things that God hates and being a bad advertisement? Because here's the reality. Right now, if the rapture would happen today, is the state he's going to find you in. And again, Christian, are you ready for the rapture? Are you going to be found faithful, or are you going to be ashamed at his appearing? You know, Pastor Billy, I get calls, emails, and letters all the time from people who say this. They say, the word rapture is not in the Bible. How would you answer that objection? We deal with so many what I call red herring arguments. It's wild. But basically, the word rapture doesn't appear in the Bible. Okay, well, first of all, the word rapture comes from the Latin word raptura, which is the translation of the New Testament Greek word harpazo, which does occur in the New Testament 14 different times, including in 1 Thessalonians 4, dealing with the rapture of the church. And it simply means a sudden snatching or catching away to seize or carry off quickly. So you're thinking, well, but that's not what it says there. It doesn't say rapture. Well, again, rapture is just simply, we don't speak Koine Greek anymore. So the reason why it went to Latin is because after Koine Greek was not the language that people spoke, it moved to Latin. And then after Latin became English, okay? So that's why it came out that way. But rapture, the English word rapture, is based on rapture, which is based off the Greek word harpazo. So here's my point. What's your point? Can you break it? It's a ridiculous argument. And, and let me go even further. So if that's your whole basis, which isn't even true anyway, for rejecting the rapture, because technically the word rapture is there. Did you know the word Bible is not in the Bible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does that mean I reject the Bible? Did you know the word Trinity is nowhere in the Bible? Well, do I reject the biblical concept of Trinity? Well, of course not. Did you know that even the word millennium? Is not in the Bible. But the Greek word chilioi, which is where we get thousand years or a millennium, is. It's a baseless argument. The reason why we believe in the rapture is because it is taught in the Bible. And it's not the Greek word harpazo anymore because guess what? Last time I checked, we don't speak Greek. <laughs> so it's just now put into the modern English for you and I, and that's the word rapture. You mentioned First Thessalonians chapter 4. In the DVD, Are You Ready for the Rapture? You look at the biblical basis for the rapture in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 55, and John 14, 1 through 3. Would you just take a minute or two and elaborate on those verses for our listeners? Tell us what the rapture is and, and what we can expect. Yeah, well, again, the rapture, again, is not a strange concept. It's taught in the Bible. You mentioned three passages that we deal with. And again, the first one, 1 Thessalonians 4, it clearly says there, verse 16, For the Lord himself, Jesus, will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are, listen, still alive and are left, we're still on the planet, will be caught up together. That's the word harpazo, which again is where we get the English word rapture from will be caught up together or raptured with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words, right? And so the Bible talks about this event, that the church is going to be taken up. It's not the same event as the second coming. It's a totally different event. In fact, we bring that out in our study. There's at least 20 differences between the rapture and the second coming. So it's not the same event. But this event, Jesus is going to come in the clouds, Right? He won't step foot on the planet yet. That doesn't happen until the second coming, the end of the seven-year tribulation. And he'll give the trumpet sound, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Well, who's that? Well, that's all the Christians who have died since the birth of the church, Acts chapter 2. 
So basically, for the last 2,000 years, they will get their resurrected bodies first. Then basically, right after that, we will be, if you will, hard on their heels. We skip the death part, which is kind of cool, obviously. And then we get our resurrected bodies right then and there, just instantaneously. And we know it's going to be quick because back to the other passage, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, or in other words, die, but we will be changed. And he says right here, in the flash, in the twinkling of an eye, right? So bang, just instantly, if you're still alive on the planet, you're born-again Christian at the time of the rapture, the dead in Christ, those who've already gone to be with the Lord in heaven, the Bible says, absent from the body to be present with the Lord. When you die today as a Christian or throughout all church history, you immediately go to be with Jesus, who's at the right hand of the Father in heaven. But they get their resurrected bodies first, wore hard on their heels, and it happens just in the twinkling of an eye. And then, John 14, Jesus talks about how, he not only says, don't let your hearts be troubled, and trust in God, trust in Him. Then he goes on to say what he's doing right now in heaven as we await the rapture. He said, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now keep reading, though. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, which he is right now, he says, listen, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am, i.e. in heaven at the right hand of the Father. So again, that's what he's doing. He's preparing a place for us. Only the Father knows the day, and there's going to come a day that God's going to give permission, if you will, to God the Son, and say, go get your bride. And it's going to happen. It's going to come in the air, going to give the command, bang, instantly will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, will meet him in the air, go back to heaven, and then the Bible says that we will be in heaven for the next seven years, while the earth, unfortunately, who's rejected the good news that you could go in the rapture and go to heaven through Jesus, they've rejected that, so they're going to be seven years in God's wrath. Then, the Bible says at the end of that period, the seven-year tribulation, we come back with Jesus, Revelation 19, the church, back to the planet, and we get to be a part of this time frame called the Millennial Kingdom, which is absolutely mind-blowing, and we get to rule and reign with Christ. My guest on the program today is Pastor Billy Crone. We're talking about his DVD set, Are You Ready for the Rapture? This teaching contains over 18 hours of solid Bible teaching, and you can get this DVD set by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order right now online, swrc.com. Pastor Billy, now, we're believers in the pre-tribulation rapture. What are some of the false objections to the pre-trib rapture? Oh, man, we cataloged as many as at least we could find. Some people say, well, the, the rapture, okay, is not a secret event. Well, with all due respect, duh, who said it was? We didn't. In fact, we're not keeping the secret. We're trying to tell as many people as we can that you better get ready for the rapture. <laughs> you know, so who's keeping a secret? Now, really, what some of these people are saying, when you see passages concerning the second coming, which is not the rapture, but they act like it is, where the Bible says that the second coming, which is at the end of the seven-year tribulation, quote, every eye will see him, they'll say, well, see, you're preaching a secret event when it's supposed to be a worldwide event. Really? Well, again, as I mentioned, we bring out at least 20 differences between the second coming and the rapture. They're not the same event, right? And let me just real quick give you some of those. The rapture, Christ comes in the air. I just read that, First Thessalonians 4. But the second coming, he comes all the way down to planet Earth, two totally different events. Mm-hmm. At the rapture, Christ comes for his saints, but the second coming, we come back with him. He comes back with his saints, Revelation 19. At the rapture, believers are taken away. 
At the second coming, the angel harvest, unbelievers are the ones who are taken away. At the rapture, Christ comes to claim his bride, right? Again, the second coming, he comes back with his bride. At the rapture, Christ gathers his own. At the second coming, it's the angels who are gathering the elect. At the rapture, Christ comes to reward, right? But at the second coming, he's coming to judge. At the rapture, there's no imminent signs. There's nothing that has to transpire before the rapture can happen. That's why it's called an imminent event. It can happen at any minute. There's nothing in the way. Nothing has to be fulfilled prophetically before that can happen. Well, the second coming, there's the, all the events mentioned in the seven-year tribulation, the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, the bolt judgments, all that has to transpire before the second coming can happen. Totally different. The rapture was revealed only in the New Testament, but the second coming, both Old and New Testament. The rapture is called a mystery. The second coming is clearly foretold. At the rapture, the Mount of Olives is unchanged, but at the second coming, it's divided. The rapture is called a time of blessing and comfort, right? That's why Paul says, encourage one another with these words, something to look forward to. At the second coming, are you kidding me? It's a time of destruction and judgment. Again, the rapture only involves believers, the church. The second coming, it involves Israel and the Gentile nations. The rapture, it occurs in the blink of an eye. But again, the second coming passages dealing with that, it is visible to the entire world. At the rapture, right after that, the seven-year tribulation begins. At the second coming, the millennium begins. And let me give you just a couple more. At the rapture, believers go to heaven. But the second coming, believers return from heaven. At the rapture, we get glorified bodies. But at the second coming, the elect still on earth, they remain in the same bodies. At the rapture, we go back to the Father's house. But again, the second coming, the elect stay on the earth. Listen, at the rapture, Satan remains free, but at the second coming, he's bound. And the false prophet and the Antichrist, they're still free on the planet after the rapture, but the false prophet and the Antichrist, at the second coming, the Bible says Jesus throws them into like a fire. And then again, at the rapture, unbelievers remain on the earth, but at the second coming, all unbelievers are scooped up by the angels and chucked into hell. So how could you sit there and say that the rapture is a secret event and compare it to the second coming when they're two totally different events, and the second coming, granted, is going to be a visible worldwide event, but the rapture, it's not the same event. Pastor Billy, you talk about two purposes for the rapture in the DVD set, Are You Ready for the Rapture? What are those two purposes? Number one, you look at the context of why Paul's even writing this in the first place. It's to comfort the living about the dead, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, they were getting concerned because time had transpired since the birth of the church. Jesus hadn't come back yet. And so they're going like, well, wait a second. Some of our Christian loved ones have died. What's going to happen? Are they going to go with us in the rapture and whatever? So Paul comforts them. And that's why he says the dead in Christ will rise first. They get their resurrected bodies first, but we're hard on their heels. So which is kind of cool, Pastor James, if you think about that. Think about right now the loved ones in Christ, the Christians you know of, you know, whether it be family members or church members or co-workers, just Christians you've known over the years, right. but mm-hmm. they've died. But think about that. We don't just get to see them in heaven. We get to see them in the rapture on the way to heaven. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But so Paul's comforting them about, listen, we're going to see them again. They're fine, but they're going to join us in the rapture. They go first, we're hard on their heels. The other one is to comfort the living about the day of the Lord, right? This is why we have Second Thessalonians. Paul had to write them a second letter because some false teachers came in and said that you're going to be left behind, or that you're left behind. You're now in the seven-year tribulation, also known as the day of the Lord. And Paul says, don't let anybody deceive you in any way. We're not going to be in the day of the Lord, i.e. the seven-year tribulation. And it even goes on, he says, don't you guys remember we already talked about this, i.e. back in the first Thessalonians? 
that's very applicable for today, because you have people that say that the church is going to be in that time frame, and Paul says, no, we aren't. In fact, he says, don't let these people trouble you or deceive you. The church is saved from, rescued from, and not appointed unto God's wrath. The seven-year tribulation is all of that, and that's why we're not going to be there. That's why the rapture is going to take us out. In one portion of the DVD, talk about the importance of the rapture. The rapture is important because the seven-year tribulation is not a joke, is it? What will people left behind face? Oh, it is not normal persecution. It's not normal trouble. This is God's wrath. You know, there's going to be a global war and a global famine. A fourth of the earth is going to be slaughtered like flies. There's going to be global earthquakes. The sun turns black, the moon red. Asteroids are falling from the sky. A third of the planet's on fire. There's going to be comets destroying all the fresh waters and stuff, and then demon hordes are going to chase people down that receive the mark and torment them, and they want to die, but they can't. Then there's ugly, painful sores breaking on those people. All the sea turns to blood, all the fresh waters and turn to blood. The sun scorches people with fire, and, and then the greatest of all earthquakes, it's so big, it doesn't just shake the planet. That's what the first one does in the first part. In the second half, it's such a big earthquake that you can't even find the islands and mountains. They're completely gone. The planet's leveled. And then it ends in the Battle of Armageddon, which obviously God doesn't lose, and it says there it's a bloodbath. It's going to be the blood as high as a horse's bridle at 1,600 stadia. That means it's four feet deep for 200 miles. Mm -hmm. That's not a joke. That's not normal. Okay, it's God's wrath, and that's why the rapture is called the blessed hope. And that's why Paul says, encourage one another with these words. What? That if you get saved right now through Jesus Christ, and the rapture would occur, you're going to go, and you will escape what I just described. Billy Crone will continue his look at what the Bible says about the rapture next time. Billy Crone's new nine-DVD set, Are You Ready for the Rapture?, is available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. In this timely series, you'll learn the importance of the rapture, the purpose, reward, and timing of the rapture. You'll also learn the false objections to the pre-trib rapture and the problems with alternate interpretations of the rapture. You'll also learn the proper response to the rapture. Ten hours of information and knowledge from the scripture that will answer the question, Are you ready for the rapture? Order the nine DVD set, Are You Ready for the Rapture? by Billy Crone when you call 1-800-652-1144 or order online, swrc.com. We are thanking God for 89 years of proclaiming that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Today, we continue our celebration with James Collins and Rob Linstead, honoring those who have helped this ministry throughout the years. This month is anniversary month here on the Watchman on the Wall. Southwest Radio Church began in April 1933 when Dr. E.F. Weber, pastor of a local church in Oklahoma City, preached a prophetic message over a local radio station, KTOK. His radio program was his radio church, thus the name Southwest Radio Church. Now, 89 years later, we are still going strong, making us the oldest continuing daily Christian broadcast in the world. This month, we're taking some time out to honor our ministry elders, our heroes of the faith. And joining me to share some memories is one of my heroes in the faith, a longtime friend of this ministry and frequent guest, Dr. Robert Linstead. Dr. Linstead, thanks for taking some time to share some memories with me. Oh, 
so glad to do it because let me tell you, as I look back on how God has graciously blessed the work that I've been involved in, Southwest Radio Church has been a big part of that. So it's an honor for me to be part of the heritage of Southwest Radio Church. How did you first come to be associated with SWRC? Well, I remember that I listened to the program, and one of the reasons I listened to it is because my wife's side of the family, they had listened to it. Her mother particularly had listened to it. Since I was interested in Bible prophecy, well, even then, it was one of the few programs that consistently taught about Bible prophecy, and particularly on the pre-trib point of view Mm -hmm. of the rapture. That was a conviction that I had. Even when I was in college and studying the Bible and engineering, I was pre-trib, and just consistently, here was a radio program that taught God's Word systematically and came up with practical ways to live out the soon coming to Christ. Well, now, you were on the program before Dr. David Weber left the ministry. What do you remember about him? I was at several conferences where we spoke together. His mind was very bright. He was really good at not just dividing the Scripture, but taking situations that were going on in the world. And he was doing research on events and people and places going on in the world. No one else was doing it. Mm-hmm. It was different than any preacher at a local church, let's say, because he had time to dig into things. He was finding incredible facts out. And so that caught the interest of myself as an engineer and scientist, and other people as well were attracted to the fact that here's a person who is taking, I'm going to say, the secular world, current events, political happenings, historical happenings, scientific happenings, and relating those to the Bible. And that's how we first met and we became friends, because then I had a chance to come and speak at these conferences. Our friendship bonded because of that union in terms of using current events to say, here's what the Bible says, look what's taking place, we're living in the days of the Bible. You were also friends with Dr. Noah Hutchings, the former host of this program and the late former president of this ministry. Tell me about Noah. We had a great time together. We traveled together on a number of missions trips. Some of those are some of my fondest memories. For example, the first time I went to Russia, Mm -hmm. and we ended up going to Russia a number of times. And Russia was kind of my area, and Noah loved China. And so we went to China together, I think, two or three times printing Bibles, distributing Bibles. I remember one time he got stopped actually in Red Square distributing Bibles. (laughs) And I was with him on that, and he wasn't the least bit concerned. But what an opportunity we had there. I'm talking hundreds of Bibles. We brought over, I think, 80 suitcases with little New Testaments. The story would take me half an hour just to tell you what all happened as we had that, but it was a divine appointment. Same thing in Russia. We went the first time together down the Volga River. It was so incredible that I started with 3,000 New Testaments. I ended up ordering 30,000 more Bibles. We gave all 30,000 out. I told Noah I got to come back. So I came back again, 319 people down the Volga River, 1 million Bibles, New Testaments, Gospel of John's tracks, ABC News traveled on the ship with us. For years, we had people in Russia that would say, I came to know the Lord. I got one of these Bibles, and we had a marked, highlighted gospel verses. We had a a study guide in the back. Truly one of the great times. I think Noah Hutchins really stirred me in terms of missions, because even though he was the voice of Southwest Radio Church, 
his heart was in getting the gospel to people who had yes. not heard. Mm-hmm. That spoke volumes to me in a practical way. My mother-in-law began to talk about the things that we'd done through the years. She said probably the most notable thing that she had was the first time she heard me on a radio program that was broadcast over Southwest Radio Church. That's how important that radio broadcast was to people of her age. That was her highlight. And I thought of all the things I've done, that's the highlight. And I thought, wow, that just shows you how God can use some things that we maybe don't think are quite as important at the moment we're doing them. Only found out later that really is something that was important for so many people that listen to the radio. You also collaborated with Dr. Emil Gaverluck on several projects. What was it like working with Dr. Gaverluck? I could never anticipate what question he was going to ask me. But we were both science background, Mm -hmm. and so we had a good time together. And one of the programs I remember with him was Suddenly No More Time. That was one of the highest rated programs in the history of this ministry, the Suddenly No More Time series that you did with Dr. Gaverluck. When that first came out, I remember doing it, and we sat at lunch, and we were thinking of titles, and we'd already recorded a couple of programs, and he came up with Suddenly No More Time. It was really his brainchild to name it that. But for years after that, the whole pattern of this exponential time, it works in so many of the scientific things, and I see it today. I see it in Revelation 18 and 19. That's exactly what's going to happen. It says double, 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 three doubles. It's this suddenly no more time. That just opened up a whole new era of, okay, it's an acceleration of time. I look at it this way. You know, the basketball game, you're watching this pro team play, and, and there's a pace that the game has. But when you get down to the last five minutes, that pace picks up. And you get down to the last two minutes, that pace really picks up. And you get down to the last 30 seconds, we're going at a rapid speed. Things are happening so quickly. That's where we are in terms of God's prophetic calendar. Dr. Gaverluck was the one who came up with that saying, suddenly, no more time. That's what's going to happen to people. I see people being lulled to sleep by all this taking place. They know it's biblical, but they don't realize suddenly no more time because they keep saying it's just going to go linear. It's just going to go as it's been going. No, it's accelerating. And so that series was really fun for me. And he was the one that inspired me to do the the cost of revival. And again, that was another one that for years after people would say, wow, I got this book and we begin to talk about it. And I think the publications that Southwest Radio Church has done through the years are so valuable to so many people. They became Sunday school lessons. They became a way to witness to people you could hand out. Many of them were in interview form, and it was easy reading. And I think one of the real treasures of these last 40, 50 years have been the fact that Southwest Radio Church began to make it very affordable to hand out the literature And what a variety of literature. And I found myself using those as a way to witness to people, as a way to give them something to say, hey, read this, you're going to like it. They would read it. It was fun to read, easy to read, and it was biblical and could direct them to Christ. What a valuable ministry that is that Southwest has done. Your whole program has been going on 89 years, but the last 40, 50 years, I know the value of those publications in terms of leading people to Christ. (music) 
Order the nine DVD set, Are You Ready for the Rapture by Billy Crone, when you call 1-800-652-1144. Ten hours, nine DVDs, 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Tomorrow, Billy Crone returns to continue his look at what the Bible really says about the rapture. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for 89 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.